0: All right, this is Quintus Curtius. Welcome back to the podcast here. And I'm going to cover in this podcast a couple questions that I got recently from readers. These were both good questions. So I saw I thought that it would be a good idea to do the answers in podcast form just so everybody can hear what we uh, have to say about it. So, So let's do that. And the first thing I want to say is before we get into all this stuff, Relax, relax, okay? Everybody's been on edge for a long period of time for a variety of reasons because of everything that's been going on for the past eight months. You know, with everything, I'm not gonna go in, we all know you know, what's been going on for eight months. Uh, and with all these uh, turbulence here, elections, this, that, the other thing, relax okay you're not going to do anybody any good by making yourself sick and driving yourself uh you know batshit crazy okay there's only so much that you can control there's only so much that you can control and as you get older you will find out that the scope of what you can control is a lot more narrow than you might think a lot more narrow than you might think so It's important to maintain your rigorous discipline, your diet, your exercise schedule, your training schedule, your educational schedule, because the world does not stop. The world doesn't stop for anyone. The world does not stop. The world goes on, and you have to move with it. You have to move with it, okay? And when your morale is sapped, when your morale is crushed by all these externalities that you have no control over. You're not good for anybody, least of all yourself. So keep that in mind, keep that in mind. All right, so let's uh, move on to this first issue. This is a question from a gentleman here who emailed me about three days ago. He says uh, he's been going through some rough times earlier this year, you know, big surprise. Um, You know, he's, uh, you know, had some issues, you know, some some financial issues and some other family type things going on. But he says he's back on his feet now. He says, I've been taking my formal education seriously and also educating myself, learning computer science, Spanish, reading philosophy. I understand the importance of moral training, building character and the, quote, masculine virtues, as you call them. He says, my question to you is this, at the basic level, what are masculine virtues, or at least what do you mean when you talk of masculine virtues? Okay, what, what are the examples of these virtues? I know of courage, duty, sacrifice, etc. If you do have some free time, a podcast going in detail about masculine virtues would be awesome, especially for new readers. I'm still new to your work, so forgive me if you've already covered this topic. Well, no need to apologize. I'll do the best I can. And look, this is a very, very big subject. And in the simplest sense, when we talk about masculine virtue, let's look at the origin of that that word, the Latin word, Latin word virtus, uh, v-i-r-t-u-s. And originally, if you look up that word in a, say, a Latin dictionary, it meant, manliness, the the, the the quality of being a man but it had, it had a distinctly martial overtone, a, dis, a distinct tone towards uh, you know courage, courage in the fight, physical courage uh, during war or some sort of contest. all right So that was the original meaning that's the original meaning now over time i think we've expanded the meaning of that word and it can embrace other types of manliness but it's 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 in some ways in english it's not is it's not very definable but it embraces all of those qualities of being manly okay so that's the that's the first thing to keep in mind that's the first thing to keep in mind but the um the specific reference to the the virtues are is, is much more broad, okay. And I think we have to the first off we have to try to get away from this mentality of listing things. Everybody wants lists. Everybody wants to rattle off, you know, prudence, courage, uh, you know, uh, humility, uh, blah blah blah. They want to go down a laundry list. They think that you can reduce these things to laundry lists, and and. It's very easy to come up with lists of the different virtues. We can do that all day. You can come up with a list of five of them. You can come up with a list of 10, 15, 20, whatever. And that's fine if you enjoy doing that because there is no one comprehensive list of masculine virtues. There is no one master list. But what I can do, what we can do is talk about the ones that I think are the most important to focus on and then you can go from there. And as my guide, as my guide in this endeavor, I take my old friend Cicero, whose uh, works I have spent, um, frankly, you know, years of my life translating. So I feel like I know him very well, and I know his worldview very well. So what we're going to do here in answering this question is, is to refer to his, his uh, book, On Moral Ends, I'm going to pull out my translation of his work on moral ends, which you can get. You, you can. It's it's available for purchase if you're interested. And let's talk and see what he says about the virtues. All right, I'm looking at Book Five, uh, Chapter Thirteen of On Moral Ends. Book Five, Chapter Thirteen of On Moral Ends, and uh, the. Um, I'm referring, I'm looking at the uh, the paperback edition. If you have the paperback edition, it's page 306. Page 306. And I'm going to read to you what Cicero says about, a little bit about the virtues. It's just a way to think about them. It's an interesting way to think about them. He says, but the mind and that foremost part of the mind we call intellect have many virtues. Of these, we find two general categories. One is composed of those virtues embedded by their own nature and are called involuntary. The other category is grounded in voluntariness and is a more suitable bearer of the term virtue, for its excellence in advancing the mind's glory is unmatched. Learning ability and memory are found in the former category. Almost all the virtues of this category are given the name aptitudes. And those who have these virtues are called apt, The other category consists of those great and pure virtues we consider voluntary, such as prudence, temperance, courage, justice, and others of the same type. Okay, so what does that mean? Okay, so what does that mean? Well, what Cicero is saying is that there's two general categories of virtues. One is involuntary. And the other category is voluntary. Involuntary virtues are those things that are basically inherent traits. We can think of them as um, inherent traits that are that are uh, embedded in someone's personality from birth. You know, like your learning ability, your memory, things like that. The other category, the voluntary virtues, are what we traditionally consider, you know, virtues. Things like things like prudence, temperance, courage, justice. Things like that. So that's one way to start. And you might say, "Well, why is that important?" Well, I think what Cicero is getting at, what he's talking about, is that you know one category of virtue, virtues you can try to acquire and you can you can graft onto your personality. You can learn them. The other category, you really can't learn. I mean, can you really train yourself to have a better memory? Well, I suppose you can. Can you really train yourself to become a sharper, a faster learner? Eh, maybe, maybe not. But I, I, I tend to think that certain things are easier to acquire than others. You know, you can graft onto your personality certain virtues. By discipline and by, by sheer force of will, you really can. You really can become a, a more virtuous person. So then, the question becomes: of those voluntary virtues that are out there, of the voluntary virtues, which ones are the most important? Because, you know, we can we can play this game of of reading off lists. You know, I, I can. This this is one of the things that I always dislike about a lot of these these people that try to talk about virtues. When I used to get lectures on this subject, and you know, in different parts of my life in schools or whatever, uh, they would just rattle off a list of virtues. well, anybody can do that. The real question is which ones are most important which are the ones that really really matter and yes they all matter but which ones really matter so what i'm going to do is to give you my opinion of which ones i think are the most important all right well there are six of them six of them i think that throughout your life you will always use in every situation you will use these virtues man You will use them everywhere. So let me just give you, again, this is just one man's opinion, okay? You can, and I encourage you, form your own lists. Come up with your own lists of of virtues. You may find it an enjoyable exercise. The first one, and I think the most important one, is courage, courage, okay? Courage, or you can call it fortitude, or whatever you want to call it. But courage, I mean, do we need to define it? Really, it's guts. It's the ability to summon up your inner strength to get something done, the ability to to rise to the occasion and do what needs to be done. Because most of life is doing things you don't want to do. Let's face it. Most of life is doing things you don't want to do. And if you have courage, you will be able to accomplish those things that you don't want to do. Courage is what gets you out of bed in the morning at, a, at an ungodly hour when you have to get something done, you have to go on a run or you have to go to work or you have to do... Courage is what will enable you to plow through difficult and terrible family tribulations, say that with your son or daughter who has a, an illness or something, or will get you through a, a terrible event in your life, or will, will enable you to keep going when you think you can't keep going. That's what courage is. I don't need to define it. You know what it is. The only way to acquire courage really is through persistent effort. You've got to seek out little challenges and accomplish them. It's almost like building up credit. You know, when, you, when, when people get into financial trouble and they have to file bankruptcy and then they have to rebuild their credit. Well, how do you rebuild your credit? You rebuild your credit by taking out small loans and then paying them off. You take out small loans and then you pay them off. And as you do that, you build up your reservoir of credit. You build up your credit score, so to speak. Well, I think in some ways, courage works the same way. I mean, you're never gonna be totally, completely free of of nervousness or or anxiety or fear. Uh, But you can certainly diminish it uh, to a great extent. And you do that by by showing courage. The people, have you ever noticed, the people that are the real wimps out there are the ones who never challenge themselves. They never seek out challenges. They never force themselves to improve. And if you don't force yourself to improve, you will always be deficient in this area. And this is what matters. This is what matters. So courage is the first one. The second one, prudence. Prudence, in Latin, prudentia. And prudence is that quality of exercising good and sound judgment, knowing when to do something and when not to do something, knowing how to handle certain situations. Okay. Prudence is really a a, a underappreciated and a a critical virtue because if you don't have certain fail safes in your personality, you know, you will self-destruct. And prudence is a very difficult virtue to teach, and I think this is why it's so important to teach it to younger people, to young men, especially, because young young guys tend to be risk takers, and that's good. That that's that's the way it should be. I mean, youth should be willing to take risks. However, the risks need to be tempered by prudence. They need to be tempered, they need to be they need to be qualified. And prudence is a very difficult Virtue to teach young people because they, they have not yet acquired that seasoning and that sound judgment really that that calls for The fail-safes to go off. I mean when I was very young, I was very reckless in many ways And it took me a long time to learn how to exercise good judgment and prudence But it's important and I really regret that a lot of guys don't have Older individuals out there to help guide them because that really I, mean, I didn't have that either I had to kind of figure it out for myself. But the learning curve you know, could have been a lot easier if I had had someone to help me. And I hope that you can find someone out there that can help you as well. I really do. Because prudence is of critical importance. The third issue is related to prudence. It's not the same thing especially, exactly, but it's related to it. It's called tact. Tact. And we can call it I suppose decorum but tact really is a human relations skill and it's uh, it, it's it's a skill that comes from dealing with people it's so important to have tact and what that what i mean by that is if you want to get anything done in this life in this world you have to know how to deal with people because you are not an island you are not alone unto yourself I mean, a lot of these virtues I'm gonna talk about are, are virtues that you can kind of learn on your own. Well, you can at least, you know, summon your inner reserves. But tact is something that really has to be learned through interaction with others. And if you can master tact, you will go far. You will find out in this world that there are people who have very little ability but are very good at, at human relations and tact, uh, exercising tact, and they get very far. And this is important. You know, I mean, again, this is a skill that I wish I had focused on myself when I was a lot younger, but it takes time. It takes time. It takes discipline. It takes confidence. You really need seasoning for some of these things. So don't feel overwhelmed because that's one of the big mistakes. A lot of young guys, when you start talking about these virtues, they get overwhelmed. They get, uh, they get very nervous. They get kind of uh, intimidated. They think, oh, I don't, I don't have all these. Look, this is a lifetime pursuit. No one has... No one is a master at any of this stuff. I mean, you can improve, but um, don't don't be so intimidated that you don't even try. Okay. So tact, humility. Humility is important because, and this is again, this is another underappreciated virtue. Humility is important because in life you have to know when to be humble, because first of all, nobody likes arrogant individuals but fortune and fate tends to punish arrogant people fortune tends to punish the proud the arrogant the overbearing the condescending humility is underappreciated now again understand i'm not saying that people you should go humility is not being a obsequious um you know groveling uh uh, you know, type of personality. That's not what I'm talking about. Someone who truly has humility is someone who always keeps in mind that fortune governs the universe and that what has arrived today can be taken away tomorrow. And once you understand that, once you really know that, you will learn what humility is. Yes, it's good to celebrate when good things happen to you. It's good to celebrate. It's good to enjoy the things that fate provides. But at the same time, there should be a voice in the back of your mind telling you that all of this is transitory. All of this can be acquired and can be taken away faster than you think. So be humble. Don't, don't make other people feel bad for no reason. Don't lord it over others. Don't be a, frankly, to, to put in the cloak, you'll don't be a dick. You know, don't do that. There's no reason for that. And you'll get punished for it. Believe me when I say that. You will be punished. And fate has a way of identifying the people who are lacking in humility. And they will be found out and they will be punished. They always are, one way or the other. You'll see. You will see it. All right, endurance. Endurance, again, is, I think, a critical, critical virtue. It's it's probably up there with courage. Maybe courage and endurance are the two most important out of all these because so much of life, again, is just keeping going, continuing the forward movement of your body. Forward movement, forward movement. And Endurance is what gives you that forward movement because most of life you're going to be taking punches, you're going to be taking hits, you're going to be taking disasters and you have to learn how to keep going despite all that you have to learn how to keep going despite all of the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune that are directed your way you have to learn how to do that endurance you know so much in life is solved by just continuing to move you'll see you will see so consider that and finally the last uh, virtue is justice justice what do I mean by that justice? Well I think you should have an innate sense. you should try to cultivate a sense of fairness. Try to be fair. have an innate sense of, of justice. Don't be the type of person who takes the the view the view of the world that well I can do whatever I want. He who has the he who has the power is rules and you know that's the way it is and if you don't like it you can go pack sand and um, remember what it's like for the other guy. Remember what it's like for someone else. Try to see the world through the perspective of others and act in a just way. Behave in a just way. Try to weigh. Justice really comes down to weighing. There's a reason why those old depictions of justice often involve a a, a lady justice with a blindfold and with scales. You have to be able to weigh the equities of things. You know, there's always two sides to every story. Well, normally there is. And you may be in a situation, you all, you will be in a situation in work or in life when you will have to make decisions. You're going to have to be a arbiter of fact, a trier of fact. You're going, you're going to have to weigh the equities. And you need to keep in, keep in mind a sense of justice. And I think everyone in their heart of hearts knows what fairness is, what's fair and what's not. And you need to keep that dear uh, to yourself and you need to keep that foremost in your spirit because justice is what makes us human. The ability to render blind and dispassionate justice really is a quality of of man, of mankind. And it was bequeathed to us by some divine spark, whatever you want to call it. And it's something that... Um, That you will, it's what dignifies and ennobles man. Because you want to reach a state where you are not influenced by the petty, mean, and small things of this world, but look upon this world with an exalted, elevated spirit capable of walking with the gods. So that will uh, that's our first question here about the virtues. Let's move on to the second question I got here. All right, the second question I got, this guy here is asking basically a compound question. He's he's talking about reading books. He's saying, look, what books do you think, Quintus? What books do you think are the most important? Uh, you know, do you have a reading list? Have you ever have you ever written a, a essay on reading lists? And 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 what books do you think are most important? And which ones should I focus on? And which books of yours do I are, do you think is are most important well all right let me go through this and try to answer that first of all no i i have not yet at this time ever written a essay on you know the top books the you know book list and i've always resisted doing that for a couple of reasons one reason is i i just hate this laundry list mentality that we get with these people uh, everybody wants a list you know you get checklist everything is a checklist because the minute i make up a list People are going to focus in on that and exclude other other books. If I was going to make a list, it would end up being a very long one. It would probably be about 100 books. And I don't, I don't really think that that's the, the best way to approach this. I think you should read what you like. Uh, I think I've talked about a great deal of books in the essays that I've written already. So if you see them referred to there, they're being referred to for a reason. and You might want to check those out. But if if you really want to press me, if you if you really would insist, you know the best list I've ever seen for the best books for an all-around general education, a general humanities grounding, would have to be Will Durant's, the historian Will Durant, "A uh, Hundred Best Books for an Education." He wrote uh, he wrote about this uh, before his death. He's a very a historian I like a lot. And he, uh, if you Google that term, the Will Durant 100 Best Books for an Education, there's a whole, there's a list of 100 books in all different categories, history, philosophy, art, literature, plays, whatever. And it it lists all the books that he thinks are critical for an education. Now, the list is somewhat dated. It's, I think he, I think he drew it up in the 50s or 60s. And uh, so, but it's, it's still, I think, the best overall starting point that I've seen. And if you can even read just a few of the books on that list—a half of them, or a third of them, or a quarter of them—you'll still be far ahead in a way, better than the vast majority of people out there. So that's that's, in terms of the general education list, that that would be what I would recommend. Now, if you're asking me, what books do I? What 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 are my favorite books? Me, my my personal favorite. And again, I you know I, you know. I, there's just so many of them. I just don't, frankly. I just haven't really sat down and and uh, made up a comprehensive list of my favorite books or the most influential books that I've. I've done it with movies. I've done it with movies, but with books, for some reason, I haven't done. it. You know, it's a good question. I don't know why. Maybe it's because, you know, books. I uh, there's just so many of them. I've read. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not you know, trying to come across but there's just so many of them that have um that uh you know you've i've read over the years that i just don't know uh, if i really would want to put in the effort to do that but i can i can name for you a, a couple a couple books he also asked in his email he says which which books of military history do you like and um that's a pretty i, I can give a pretty short answer on that in terms of the ancient historians you know, I like I like uh, Sallust, I like uh, Ammianus Marcellinus, and I also like Thucydides. You know, and in terms of the modern, you know, military historians, you know, I like a lot. I, I like the books of, um, I like John Keegan. I recommended his book on the American Civil War, which is really, really good. He he's a, wrote a book on the American Civil War from the perspective of a British, sort of a foreign perspective, very very insightful, very good. And uh, there's, a, there's a very good book that I read last year that I'd recommend in military history. It was called uh, The Fall of the Ottomans, The Fall of the Ottomans by Eugene Rogan, R-O-G-A-N. Very, very good book. And those are just a couple, you know, good military books. Uh, military Philosophy, of Sun Tzu, obviously, great choice. And I would, only the Samuel Griffith translation of Sun Tzu. Um, and, you know, there's just so many others. You know, there's just so many others. And I, I think... Again, I, I I've actively resisted making lists because, again, that the the implication is that you only read that and nothing else. And I I don't want you to look at reading as some sort of list checklist. You should read read what you like. Honestly, you know, I would rather that you read twenty detective or horror novels than you know try to wade through some boring be honest, I mean, wade through some boring uh, book that is incomprehensible and, and that you don't enjoy. I don't I don't want that. Now, I think you know the, the, obviously when you're you're in school, you have certain requirements you have to meet. That's fine. But recreational reading, you should you really you need to first cultivate a love of reading because once you cultivate a love of reading, you will on your own be led to forests, meadows, Trees, flowers, all those great things that you see in the natural world. And my job is not to give you lists. I mean, sometimes it is, sometimes. But I would rather cultivate within you a love of learning, a love of learning, a love of discovery, a love of discovery. And if you associate reading with pain, if you associate reading with uh, agony or with angst or with or with uh, you know drudgery, You're never going to have that spark. You're gonna have that spark killed in you. It's like working out. You're better off doing things you like. Well, I mean, certain things you have to do, but you should try to have fun in your workouts to some extent, because if you associate it with just boring drudgery, you're gonna hate it, your spirit will sag, and eventually, eventually you will lose interest and you will stop doing it. And I don't want that. So, you know, read what you like read what you like now yeah uh, in terms of my books he's i think he's referring to my uh which translations of mine i i really do think i really do believe as important as i've talked about you know moral training and 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 character cicero's on duties and cicero's on moral ends are extremely important and i really do believe that that uh, anyone would benefit from from those not just because i've translated them or because they're my books but because I truly believe that they are critical to read and they and that you will really benefit from them maybe not initially or if you do benefit initially, you will draw on that in in the years ahead you will you will gain something every time you go back it'll it will jive with you at certain points in your life but you really don't need a, a um, to understand things on the first pass around you know you i understand these these sometimes these books can be challenging and that's fine they were meant to be but you really should try to uh, at least expose yourself to some of these great works so that you can uh later on in life you'll come back to them they'll mean more to you they'll mean more to you but I don't know, you've given me food for thought i mean the arguments for making up a list of my favorite books i mean i suppose i could i could do that maybe i should uh, you know um you know, could the other the other drawback to that is you end up giving your little hot take on Plato or or this or that. And you know, you everyone, you know, you've heard it all before. Um so I just don't know how much you're gonna really benefit from hearing me rattle down a list. But maybe I'll do it anyway. Maybe I'll do it anyway. Um but um so anyway. So, those are my answers here to these couple of questions here. So, consider these things, guys, and um, we'll talk again soon. All right, out.